Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. But for now, one man yep. who has spent a long time on the road and has continued to spend more time on the road, and he's over in the UK right now, and he likes a lot, a lot of the same things that we do, mate, in terms of golf and, and a punt. And obviously cricket and all other sports as well is an absolute legend of the game, a champion bloke, and we are so privileged on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to welcome Shane Warne to the show. Good morning, King. G'day, guys. How are we? We're good, mate. We're good. We're pretty excited to have you on, to be honest, King. Crikey, such <laughs> calibre of guest as yourself. And we know you'll be up and about as well after the English tactics of today. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was fantastic to see. Well, long live Test cricket, I think. Amen to that. Um, I thought it was a fantastic Test match and a great advert for Test cricket. Um, to watch what the England team went away this morning, turning up to the game, thinking, oh, well, a couple of early knockover pant will win this, chase down 180 or something. And now they're standing there scratching their head, said, what went wrong? And what went wrong was horrific <laughs> tactics with um, you know, five, six, seven fielders on the fence Bowler standing at the top of the mark, looking around, saying, how am I going to get some of these guys out? Got a bit too emotional, too much short stuff, and in the end, the best team won, and that was India. Yeah, that's that's fascinating you say that uh, they got a bit emotional and started bowling too much short stuff. They almost took their eye off the price, didn't they? And, and the experience of their bowling lineup, you'd think would be better than that, led by Jimmy Anderson. But Joe Root, to me, he's, Warner, he's such a gun gun player, but he just has this tendency to step back, doesn't he, when, when the pressure sort of comes on and, and he really should step forward. Is that fair? Yeah, look, I think you know, he's he's probably in the best form of his life. He's had probably, you know, three or four years ago, he was in the conversation as one of the top few batters in the world. And in the last three years, you know, Kane Williamson, Virat Kohli, Steve Smith, they're the big three. And then just that next run down, you've got the, which is no disrespect, but the Ross Taylors and Joe Roots and all those guys in the next run down. And I think that sort of hurt Joe that he wasn't mentioned in the top three players. And um, I think the way he started this, he's definitely back in that conversation, but uh, probably needs to do it a bit longer. Captaincy, tactically-wise, I think that's where most people 
sort, if they want to uh, have a go at Joe or analyse Joe, it's more about his captaincy and his tactics. That's been, you know, you think back to New Zealand, the first test match at Lords, like I thought Kane Williams and the New Zealand team were brilliant and just said to you guys, okay, chase 270 and 75, let's see what you got. And they didn't even have a go at it. So for me, just the way England ha- England have to decide what they stand for, how do they want to play the game? And under Joe's leadership, it's all a bit too conservative for my liking. I think that's just in their batting order and the way they pick their team. I think they've got to start being a bit more aggressive. If you look at the top openers in world cricket over the last 10 years or so, probably the most successful would be David Warner and Verinda Seabag over the last 10 years, I'd say, unless you want to throw someone else out there. And they were aggressive opening, weren't they? So I think they've got to look at their style of play and the way they want to play the game in Warnie, where did England go now? You spoke about, um, you know, Gilchrist, Varek uh, Sawag, uh, guys like who do they have that can come in that can bring this aggressive and actually change the, the mindset that, that England have at the moment? Well, I was very surprised they got rid of Zach Crawley. I, I think, yeah, he, look, he hasn't got the runs that he probably would like. But the one question you've got to ask yourself is, can this guy play? Yes, he can. He got 200 against the Pakistan side at uh, Southampton when it was nipping all over the place against quality attack. So he's had played in Sri Lanka and India where there were absolute minefields in uh, India and no one from either side got any runs um, after that first test match. And then here against New Zealand, played a couple of shots and good bowling against New Zealand. But to leave him out and play Sibley and Burns with their techniques at the top of the order, I, I just don't see, I don't see how you could drop Zach Crawley and leave Sibley and Burns in. I just don't see that. So, for me, Zach Crawley should be opening the batting for England. He puts pressure on the bowler. He's got some shots. But what I don't think anyone has actually looked at with England is whoever is playing against England, their bowlers get in form, they get their rhythm up, and they're on top of the batting side because the Sibley and Burns don't look to score. They just look to survive. So there's no pressure on the bowler. So whoever comes in next, the bowlers have their tail up, and it's really hard for those batsmen in coming after those openers. So no one's really spoken about that. Um, as a bowler, if you know if someone... If you bowl into you, Baz, you know you can smack you out the park. Where if you bowl into Sibley, he's not going to score. So I've got my rhythm up. So I think mm. they've got to look at that too. Or die trying, I think, is, is probably what most people would say. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't hit it out of the park... No, nah, well, that's right. You die in the hole or you die trying to... to to be aggressive, right? And that's that's sort of what, yep. you know, you look at, you mentioned Richard Pant at the top of, of the chat, and that's why he's such a must-watch player, isn't he, Warner? He's just, he, he could take a yep. game away from you in, the, in a heartbeat. Yeah, he can. And we, you know, and in your side, when you look down your 11 players, when you walk out the field, you say, right, who's my match winners? How many match winners in there? If they have a good game, they can turn it on their head. And I look down at England's side there, and they've only got a couple. If you look down at India's side, they've got half a dozen match winners there, Rishabh Pant being one of them. He can take the game. He bats for a session. He can take the game away from you. I thought his maturity came in Australia. Uh, when Australia, you know, when you look back to that series, bowled India out for 36, went 1-0 up. Virat Kohli goes home. There's injuries. It's India's third 11 against Australia. <laughs> and they, Australia should have bowled them out in Sydney. They didn't. They hung on. And then they won in Brisbane, where Australia hasn't lost for 35 years through Australia's horrific, horrible tactics. Um, (laughs) They were just terrible, Australia. But India played well. So I thought when Pant got that 100 in that last test match at the Gabba, I thought that was a turning point for Rishabh Pant. He's probably my favourite player. I love him. 
Yeah, same. He's up there with me as well. Hey, um, Warnie, let's have a bit of fun as well. I spoke to Morgs last night, who you're coaching the London <laughs> Spirit over there. You've had COVID. You've played bugger all golf, which is upsetting for you. Um, and your team is just chasing a little bit of luck. But he, the skipper was in good form, and he was saying that, um, that he's absolutely loving working with you as well. You must be enjoying the competition and just being back in the UK and, and being in the head coaching role. Yeah, look, it's something... Look, I've been obviously in TV for a long time since I finished playing. Uh, I've had the odd role here as a mentor in the IPL, which has been pretty good, and I've enjoyed working with the modern-day players and trying to pass on some of my knowledge. Uh, having the opportunity, I put my toe in the water to be head coach here. One, you know, at Lords, of a new competition was very exciting, and the ice cream, you know, the cherry on top was to work with the best white ball captain in world cricket in Owen Morgan. So working with him's been fantastic. We've been... Look, we haven't quite been good enough and our big players haven't played well enough in this 100 comp. But having said that, five of our seven games have got down to the last couple of balls. So, you know, we just haven't sort of had the rub of the green or just been good enough or had that class to get over the line. Um, so that's been disappointing. Um, but we've seen some emergence of some young players. I think the competition's fantastic. And I hope that the ICC are looking at it and maybe incorporate some of the rules in the 100 into maybe some of the T20 comps around the world, whether it be the IPL, whether it be the Big Bash. One being um, the time. I think the T20 games have just got way too long. Um, so the time, the restrictions, the penalties about having a fielder. If you don't bowl your overs on time, or your balls on time, the 96 ball, then you have to have one fielder extra inside the circle. So that's a good penalty. Um, and I think when the new batsman comes in, he's always on strike. I think that's an excellent rule as well. So there's been a few other ones that have been pretty good, but the 100 competition has been very well received. And I thoroughly enjoyed being part of the modern day players, listening to the way they think about the game and sitting around chatting over a glass. And um, unfortunately not playing enough golf because I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How was... Mate, talk us through that bloody little bit of scare, COVID. Are you right now? You you out of it? Well, don't take this as any sort of... Um, gospel, and this is actually a bit tongue-in-cheek, so before I get crucified for saying this, all I'm saying is I thought if I smoke 100 cigarettes a day, I could kill COVID, but it didn't really work. I ended up on a ventilator, so it wasn't um, <laughs> it wasn't ideal. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> if anyone could, it would be you, King. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't quite work out too well, so I had to have the 10-day isolation, but luckily I'm up and, uh, up and about now. Definitely oh. tongue in cheek as well, hey mate. This gold. So, so mate, how's about this? So, so we have all played the New Zealand Open, right? So, Izzy, myself, yep. and the star power of you, and and Ricky Ponning and Flemo. So we saw Hardy the other day, John Hart. We saw him in Auckland, and Izzy and I said, "Oh, looking forward to the New Zealand Open this year." And he said, "I'm not sure if you're going to get the invite yet." So, <laughs> so we're waiting. We're hoping. We're hoping that. That you, Warney, as a star power, might be able to just put in a good word for us, if that's possible, mate. Well, Baz, if you're not playing, I'm not playing, mate. I haven't got an invitation either, so maybe we could both try and uh, brown-nose up the right people and try and get the invite. <laughs> well, if they're not inviting Warney, then the tournament's going to fail. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it's oh, great fun. Mate, you're the champion. It's um, it's a wonderful tournament to play in. And any, oh, look, I don't think there's any other sport in the world where you can play with some of these pros and um, watch the way they play. Like, I play in the Dunhill up here in Scotland as well. 
and you're playing with Ryan Fox, who's um, become a great mate over the last five or so years. We've been playing together up at the Dunhill. And just to watch these guys play in competition, playing for €5 million, Euro, and we're next to them hacking it up the fairway. I mean, it's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no other sport in the, in the world where you can actually watch these or compete with these guys in proper competition. You couldn't say, look, come out to the MCG and uh, come and come and face uh, Shoal Bakhtar. He's just, just rolling his arm over at 95 mile an hour <laughs> and just have a hit, will you? You know, like you're just in front of 90,000. You just can't do it. So... To have that privilege and that I'm very grateful for the New Zealand Open, um, the Dunhill links to have those invitations and play some golf and hack it around. It's good fun. Too right. And we've had some good times over the years as well down there in Queenstown. Let's hope those continue hardy. Hey, um, mate, just uh, fast forward a little bit. And obviously your country's going through a bit of difficulties around COVID and, and mm-hmm. the cases are starting mm-hmm. to creep up as well. But there is on the calendar the big series later on this year. Well, this one's a big one over there now, but another one later, the Ashes. How how do you think the Ashes are gonna are gonna unfold? Yeah, look, look with the COVID on a serious note. Look, it's it's been horrible um, how it's affected so many people, um, businesses, mental health of people at the moment is going through the roof as well. Um, so it is a serious issue. I, I just think watching over here in England. Um, they're having around 50-odd thousand cases a day, but they're learning to live with it. Mm. Everyone who's got on board with the vaccinations are getting double-jabbed, and they're just learning to live with it. I, I don't think it's realistic to think you could have a country that can be COVID-free, because I think you do have to... I mean, New Zealand's the same as Australia. I think, you know, tourism is so important, and you, we're not letting anyone in the country. So businesses there, that these continual lockdowns. England haven't had lockdown, but they're getting 50,000 cases a day because they're refusing. They said, you know what, we're going to learn to live with it. And I look at Australia and New Zealand, I think, well, I think it's, unreal, as I said, unrealistic to be COVID, completely COVID-free. My advice by watching it over here, everyone get double jabs so you can travel. We can open up tourism and get people back into our countries because that's so important to us. Um, but yeah, you know, and if we keep continue down this road with these 14 days, 28 days quarantine for some of the Olympic athletes that just came back to South Australia, yeah. 28 days. I mean, that's that's inhumane. Mm. You, you just don't yeah, need right. that. It's just ridiculous. So, uh, look, if that affect, it's going to affect the Ashes. I mean, I'm not sure. There's a lot of talk about a lot of the players can't, won't come because of the 14 day quarantine. And I understand you've got to respect the rules of the country, but is it right? I, I don't know if it's right. Um, so look, it'll be interesting to see. Look, the Ashes is the oldest trophy in world cricket, um, and it's something pretty special. So I hope that it can go ahead with both teams being full strength in front of crowds. And we, you know, we watched sporting events over the last two years when we've watched them with no crowds and we've watched it with crowds. And in this COVID, you know, this pandemic that we're seeing, any sort of joy we can bring to people, it, it, it's got to try and go ahead. So. You know, let's hope that the sport is one of the biggest things in the world right now and one of the most important things for mental health issues and to put a smile on people's faces. So let's hope the Ashes can go ahead later in the year. Oh, you're an absolute champion. Morning, mate. We've got a text here. I'll just read this one out. Fabulous interview, boys. The best cricketer I've seen in my lifetime to date. The sport's in a good place right now. Couldn't have said it any better, mate. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us here on Bears and Izzy Breakfast. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you over it. Um, at uh, in Australia for the Ashes, mate. It's going to be really cool. I'm coming over to, to cover I'll see you in too, Queenstown, so bud. Buying your beer. 
Yeah, no, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Great to chat and look forward to seeing you soon, Dad. All right, take care. Thanks, Warnie. Oh, is he? He's man. That, We're that lucky, was unbelievable. Eh? He is an absolute chat. Look, look, let's be honest, mate. I'm sitting here and I'm I'm muted. I've gone mute because I'm like just in <laughs> awe of the man. I'm like so nervous because I don't know what to say. You know, I don't want to ruin the interview by saying something absolutely dumb. So I've just said to you, you go, Baz, you go, Baz. I'm, I don't know what to say. Ah, <laughs> oh, he is the king. Shame on. How lucky are we here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast? That was one we'll remember for a long time as well. We hope you do too. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.